Um, so I believe we create our own reality. But then the way that my life has changed recently, it's like somebody, the universe picked up my path, my soul, where I where I consciously wanted to go and said, no, you are going this way now. You need to go this way now. Like this is how you're going to be of service. This is actually your purpose. What is reality really made of? I am your host, Carla, and welcome to Cosmic Batter, the podcast where we explore stories of the unknown and my experience of becoming psychic. This is for anyone who realizes that there is so much more to the human existence. sat down to record this episode and to continue my previous podcast and I recorded the episode and I talked about how dragons have been visiting me and I've been going to alternate dimensions and all these fun things which is what I'm going to be sharing with you moving forward anyway and I finished recording this episode and a few hours later I was like this is completely different this is completely different to anything I've ever done before And even though I have always shared my spirituality, my passion for healing, I was like, this, this new phase of my life, it deserves a fresh platform. And yeah, that's how the Cosmic Batter podcast was born. Um, So Cosmic Batter, the name, where did that come from? I wanted something that would encompass everything that I'm going to be talking about. Um, So to set you up for what's to come in this series, I'm going to be sharing a part of me that I have, I didn't even realize that I was hiding it, you know, but like a part of myself that I haven't been talking about, which has been present my whole life. And that is dreams, you know, traveling to other dimensions, past lives, um, spirits, Uh, I haven't had a near-death experience, but I'll be talking about things like that. Um, What's on the other side? Where do our souls come from? What else? Like aliens, like everything, everything that is actually a part of the cosmos, of the universe, that is actually a part of the human experience, but we don't talk about it that much. (laughs) And now that I'm here at this point in my life and I've been told by my spirit team to talk to talk about this part of myself, now I'm realizing, yeah, that I've kind of been hiding it, which surprises me because it's so prevalent in my life, um, which leads me to say that I haven't given this part of myself much thought because I thought everybody had the same experience. <laughs> And having said that, I think everybody is spiritually connected, Um, obviously. Like, even as I say that, I'm like, obviously. I think we all have abilities. I think we all have access to every single 
psychic ability as well. I don't think that I'm special in this. Um, but I guess I want to talk about my experience to wake you up to your own experience, to inspire you to better understand what's going on. Because obviously not long ago, I thought I was a completely normal person and didn't even realize this part of my life was as big as it is, if that makes sense. (laughs) And now I've woken up to it. I'm going to talk about it. Maybe you're going to wake up to your abilities as well, or you might just enjoy my storytelling and not personally be interested in opening that door for yourself, which is so fine. Okay, so there's so much that I want to cover um, in this first episode. So who am I? I'm going to recap my journey here and I don't want to like repeat myself too much because I literally had a podcast not long ago, but the Cosmic Batter podcast, this is a whole new thing. And I'm, I actually have a gut feeling there's going to be a whole new community that develops around this. So who am I? I'm obviously Carla. I am a holistic healer. I've done a lot of trauma healing work and I am a psychic and I am taking ownership of that word now. So what does this mean? Um, My journey, the short form is I was a personal trainer. I was really good at it, really good at working with people to get to their goals. Um, I love to work as well. So I was very driven and passionate about health, passionate about living your best possible life. I became booked out working as a personal trainer in a gym. I transitioned my business online. I then worked incredibly hard to grow my business a lot bigger. I was helping a lot more people. I built community. And while working online and having all these clients at different levels, I realized that somebody's results is entirely dependent on their mindset. If they think that they can get to their goals, they will get to their goals almost regardless of what they actually eat or physically do. And if they don't have that belief and they don't have that support, even if they're super, super strict with their nutrition and their exercise and all of that, I found that those people didn't then get the results. So I then started to learn about mindset. I had a a coach who was teaching me about mindset. I started to implement that into my health and fitness work. And it was a game changer. All of my clients started getting really incredible results by focusing on mindset. With time through running that business, I essentially kept on prioritizing the mindset work and I was less interested in like the nutrition element and the exercise element. So it eventually got to a point where I decided to make a leap of faith. I left my fitness business. I realized I just wasn't passionate about it anymore. Um, which was like a life altering decision. Um, Essentially, that was when I had my spiritual awakening and it felt like my life was falling apart, but I knew that I was really trusting my gut and my soul. I was trusting where my soul was leading me. So I walked away from my fitness business and then I got qualified in NLP. I started to learn a lot more about the unconscious mind and healing work and really just the coaching part, just working with the human. Um, And I loved it, absolutely loved it and really flourished. And it was beautiful because I had already been doing a lot of that work naturally. However, getting uh, doing the NLP for me also really heightened my understanding of 
you know, how the mind works and also, you know, more about spiritual spirituality and connecting me to those um, abilities. Uh, this also in that time, <laughs> because I did NLP, like we, we would practice all the exercises on ourselves, on each other. And I started my own healing journey, really. Um, I was already on it. I had worked with a psychologist before. I had worked with a few healers. I had had coaches for years, but <laughs> this is where I really started to understand my own childhood as well and trauma, I would say. Yeah. And, um, like my wounds, especially the biggest ones that I was running on at that time was I felt I had to be successful to be worthy of love which is why, you know, I was a, a work addict really for years. Yeah, it was a problem. <laughs> it helped me to build my business, but it was a problem. Um, and I was a work addict for years. So I, I had this belief, I have to be successful to be worthy of love. I also had a belief that I have to work hard to be successful, therefore like addiction. Um, I also had a big childhood wound around not being heard. Um, I had a wonderful childhood, but Regardless, we all come out with our own sort of traumas and things. Um, so wanting to be heard, that's why I was like always pushing my work as well and why the online space worked well for me because I was able to market and show up and create videos. And, you know, that was a way for me to be seen and heard. And the reason why I share that is because <laughs> as I've healed and where I'm at now, I now produce like a lot less content. Because I'm, I'm really not that um, interested in receiving any sort of validation outside of me, right? So it's funny how these things work. Um, anyway, in that process as well, through my healing work and through changing my business, I think this is important to say a really big thing for me was bringing my life into integrity. So when I had my fitness business, I was doing sales calls and paid ads Um and there's nothing wrong with that, but it was very pushy. And that's what I was taught to do to, to start a business. When I changed into the, the healing work, I started learning more about myself, all these things. It became very big for me that I would be in integrity. I didn't do sales calls anymore. I didn't message people online anymore. Um, didn't do paid advertising. I had this really strong belief that like I could produce my work and let people know that I exist, but then they would come to me. And this is important because I'm going through another layer of that right now, um, which, I, which I'll continue to share with you. So anyway, built my business um, in integrity, doing the healing work. And through that, started to get more spiritually connected as well. Um, I work with coaches as in that time. Some were healers, some were psychics. And this is where more and more weird shit started to happen. Um, getting visited by entities. I've been touched by by an entity that sounds even so weird to say that, um, you know, I've had them flying around my room. I have seen them Ugh, and it's so funny that I'm talking about it now. And I'm like, this has been happening this whole time. And I just haven't even mentioned it before. Anyway, it's time. Um, and then this year at the start of this year, my, uh, sorry, just to catch up as well, <sighs> getting tangled on my words was doing the healing work, aligned my business in integrity. And because I had done that and through this process, essentially built a couple of successful businesses 
it then naturally transitioned to business mentoring because my business was in integrity. I was making more money. Um, people were coming to me. I helped other entrepreneurs to, you know, build their businesses. And that was really fun for a while. I love, or I used to really love like growing and expansion. And like, if we go bigger, what fears come up, let's work through them. Let's go bigger again. What fears come up, let's work through them. Let's go bigger. Like I use the healing work to help people to expand. Okay. And then come to this year. And I was very happy with where I was, but my own childhood trauma from, I guess, even deeper within me resurfaced. It was absolutely unavoidable. It had to be dealt with. Um, And I'll talk more about that as well when it's relevant. I'm so open about these things. Um, And I think it's really important because I honestly think like so many of us are carrying around these traumas and these addictions even. Um, and we just, we just don't know how to label it or sorry, not label it, but we don't know how to recognize it because there's so much shame attached anyway. So I've been on my own healing journey this year. Very, very deep, very, very deep and totally life-changing. And through that healing period, my business just wasn't growing anymore. Um, I had happy clients and things were going well, but it just wasn't growing. And it got to the point where I was like, I think I'm being told to change my methods. You know, even though I love where I'm at and I don't really want to change, I think the universe is telling me to do things differently. And yeah. And then since I realized that and accepted that, things have fucking gone up a level. Um, And I really believe that I had to do my own healing work, my own personal healing work to really open up my channel, to receive messages from the other side, from the divine, from my own soul. Like I'm not, I don't know where these messages sort of come from, but clearing my own channel, doing my own healing work has completely changed my approach to handling and communicating those messages. And it's so important for me to be in integrity. Um, And obviously that's a continual evolution, I suppose. But I know now, I guess I'm ready to be the channel and the messenger. And (sighs) how do I say like, I've said this before, so I'll use this example again. Um, I I started reading tarot last year and I loved it, found I was quite good at it because the symbols are very similar. They mean a similar thing to like what dream symbolism means. And I've been studying my own dreams my whole life. Um, So I was very good at reading tarot and I would get those messages coming through and I started to learn what's the difference between say an assumption from my brain and an actual message from outside of me right? It's interesting how it works, but I started to understand the difference. However, early on in my tarot reading days, I was still looking for more clients and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm talking, I'm just sharing my experience. And so, you know, I would do a tarot reading sometimes and then I'd be like making an offer. Like, you know, you could continue to work with me here. If you want to work on this, you can continue to work with me here. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but 
my issue with it, I guess, um, is that there was an element of a personal agenda. And I keep saying this, like, there's nothing wrong with it because I would only ever make those offers if they were genuine. But where I'm at now and how things have shifted for me since going really deep in my own healing is that I know people will come to me. I don't need to advertise at all. And that very change, a whole new level, I feel, of selflessness is really allowing me to simply be of service to share what I do, to share what I'm passionate about. And if it resonates with someone and they come and they would ask for a session, great. And that's also, there's so many layers behind this. Um, And again, I I won't talk about this too much longer because I did talk about it in my last podcast, um, in the the Carla Herschel podcast. Um, Oh, what was I saying? Oh, right. There's, there's layers to it, but, uh, but we, it's because I've worked on my own savior wound. So before I really wanted to help people to change their whole lives. And I was super passionate about that and like high level support working with people every single day. And now I feel just so content in what it is that I do. I know my work is incredibly profound and I, and I trust people more, honestly, I trust them so much more to do what's right for them. So if they have one session with me and that's all they need, great. I've done my job. I don't need to tell them why they should have another session with me. And this is bringing up a whole nother conversation that I was also wanting to have, (laughs) like after doing my healing work Um, and this spiritual journey, this whole thing just fascinates me. I go online now, honestly, and so much of it is like cringe. (laughs) And I know that's just like a, maybe a popular word at the moment, but so much of it is cringe and just noise. And I just don't want to be a part of that meaningless noise. Like, you know, when you scroll and maybe you hear the same trending audio like 25 times and people doing exactly the same thing. And they're just doing it for likes. And I, I really don't understand how that method works. I know it works for some people to use like trending audio. But I, I don't really get how it works. Because if I see someone do a video with trending audio that's funny, I will like it. And then I will scroll past. I don't ever think like, wow, they make really funny videos to trending audio and that's all their content. Wow, I need to follow. I never think that. I just think, ha ha, like, goodbye. Like, there's no connection whatsoever. Anyway, so <laughs> that's giving me cringe. Um, content for the sake of content. And this is one of the reasons why I've stopped posting so much. Because posting just to say that you exist or look at me, I'm right. Or look at me, my life is better than yours or yeah, posting for the sake of posting, I just can't do. And um, especially being online and hearing people share opinions that I feel they don't actually believe in. I'm like, why are you even, why? (laughs) Like, why are you even saying this 
Is it just to get likes? Is it just because you needed to post something? Like, it just feels like, ugh. Um, and with that, because I'm from the coaching industry, which I still love, and I wouldn't be here if it weren't for having been coached and being a coach and all that. Um, but some people, yeah, just being so out of integrity and like lying about not some people lying. Yeah. Some people just wearing a bit of a mask and saying like, look how good my life is. This is why you should work with me because my life is so good. And some, for some of those people, I'm like, I don't believe you. Like, I don't believe, I just don't believe it. Um, or I'm like, good for you. So why should I work with you? Like your life is great. Cool. Why does that mean like that I should possibly work with you? And another thing, and this is a self reflection as well. When I was really focused on coaching, like I would make a post around like the benefits of coaching and how it could change your life, right? It comes from a good place. But then I started to be like, I don't want to point out perhaps what's wrong in someone's life or what maybe a struggle of theirs might be. And I became very conscious of like, I don't want my words to disempower someone in any way. And obviously there's ways that you can write and share things without doing that at all. But once I really noticed that sort of language, I just started to see it everywhere. And um, a few coaches or business owners in the online space that I used to like, um, there was one person who just made amazing content very, very consistently. And it had a specific theme that was like very them. And they would teach you how to create content like theirs, like to, to upgrade your content, to upgrade your online presence. And at first I was like, this is great because it really encourages me to make better, higher quality content. But then after a while, I was like, actually, you're just doing it your way. And I don't want to make content your way. Like, so I like doing it my way and your way isn't actually any better. It just works for you. And not only that, um, but, you know, following a little bit longer, then I was like, you know, you're kind of suggesting this is just this individual, not everybody in this field, but you're kind of suggesting that my content sucks. <laughs> like, you know, there was probably a specific post that said, and I've actually seen this multiple times that said the reason why you don't have more clients is because your content sucks. And that's disempowering. <laughs> and then this shit just makes me laugh. And this is, this is the, um, what's the word? Like polarity, the duality, the, um, there's a specific word. It will come to me, but like, like I said before, that works for you. That doesn't mean it will work for me. And some people make content because this goes for all of life. Like it doesn't have to be about content, but some people make content that's extremely cohesive and similar and they post the same thing every day and that works well for them. Other people post three times a year, random shit. 
and they might have a massive following or engagement, whatever. It doesn't matter. But so your particular method isn't necessarily like the be all and end all. Yeah, anyway, I could keep going on. But so I felt like a lot of people were wearing a mask. <laughs> and my mom has just walked past outside, which is distracting. <laughs> Um, okay, another thing that I want to say on this, <laughs> bye, she's, she's leaving, um, another thing that I want to say on this is I believe we create our own reality. Yeah, God, I'm trying to think of that word from before because it's going to explain a lot of things. I believe that we create our own reality to a degree and then I also think there are other forces out there, um, which is the whole reason I'm making this podcast because I've literally been told to do this and almost not given a choice. We have free will, but. Um, uh, so I believe we create our own reality and I think, okay, well, if we create our own reality, why would I create a reality where I have to post every single day? Am I really abundant if I have to post every single day or I'll lose my abundance? Are you, and this is, you know, just taking it further, like, are you really a successful coach or a successful person of any kind if you have to go around telling people how successful you are? This is not a dig at coaches. Like I said, I fucking love coaches. They changed my life. I have no doubt I'll probably continue to work with coaches moving forward. I'm still like a, a healer myself. I don't know if that counts as coaching, whatever. But more self-reflection that I'm applying to myself. Like if I am actually really successful at what I do, why do I have to tell people that I'm successful at it? And then there's that funny thing. And this is the space that I've been navigating recently of like, okay, well, excuse me, you still have to take some action to meet the universe halfway. The universe isn't just going to give you everything that you desire in a silver platter. If you just lay in bed all day, right? You still have to take some action and let people know that you exist. But what didn't resonate with me anymore was posting every day and being like, my business is successful. I'm a really successful business coach. So you should work with me. <laughs> like, mm, I don't want to create that reality. <laughs> um, okay. And so this is where, you know, things I've been getting told where to go now. And I just think it's fascinating these levels that I have moved through to be in this place currently. Um, and I'm still learning, of course, because if we look at my little journey, um, like fitness coaching, helping people with their health, their physical health, which led me to understanding mental health which led me to understanding spiritual health. And I was then more open to the energetics and being like, okay, it's more about energetics than it is about strategy. And, you know, I don't really want to work 
if I create my own reality and, and if I'm choosing sort of how I, how I'd be successful, I don't want to work in the fitness industry. I was working like 60 hours a week. It was crazy. I would rather, um, create the experience and the success of, you know, being a mindset coach and having only a few clients who pay me a lot more, right? So like learning how to create my experience and, and energetics was a really big part of that. And then, doing the healing work, my own healing work, my like my own trauma healing and taking ownership of where I've had addictions in my life and been through an abusive relationship and um, experience, realizing like that I've experienced sexual assault and uh, all sorts of things that were um, essentially suppressed, right? And that's a huge awakening to have that awareness within myself of the truth of my life and what that means and how that's played out patterns and what are patterns and what are uh, trauma responses and then shifting that and being like, who actually am I? And now <laughs> like it, this, these are like my levels of awareness that I've been through. And now I feel my ch channel is so clear and I'm so much closer to who I am and who I really am. And again, that's going to be a continuous, that's a continually evolving thing. Um, and now the energetics is huge. And that's why I'm sitting here recording this right now. So let me take you then, this is pivoting naturally into how I've been told to talk about this stuff. Um, <laughs> how I've been getting visited by dragons, essentially. Um and I, I've obviously have had to do so much of my own healing work to be able to talk about these things. The fear of judgment doesn't really cross my mind anymore. But talking about this is a lot for me. This is some of this stuff is a very vulnerable part of myself. So first of all, um, I let's go back 2019. It was 2019. I was working as a personal trainer in a gym. I had I was booked out within six months. So I was very proud of myself. Uh, and I had started learning how to run an online business. And I had been doing that for a few months. I had um, decided to quit my job at the gym and go all in on working online. And at that age and at that time, they were fucking bold moves. They were gutsy, <laughs> like, and I mean, that's me, I guess. And I also, you know, was, um, it was very kamikaze. Like I, I just moved like quite impulsive, I guess, but it paid off. So whatever. Um, but yeah, I had quit my job at the gym, which was my safety net, you know, being booked out and being like, no, I see more opportunity online. I feel I can help more people. I can work less, all the things. And I had split up with a boyfriend at the time. And I look back now and through my healing, I understand that relationship was actually abusive. So uh, uh, I was feeling like, wow, I'm fucking badass. <laughs> and something that's just popped into my head after I split up with that boyfriend, um, he, I won't talk much about him as, a person, but, um, he had been going through a very hard time in his own life. Right. And this is why I made so many exceptions in the relationship, but he'd been going through a hard time. So he was often 
down is how I would say. Like, he was experiencing depression, really. We split up. I was obviously devastated at first and probably it, it came in waves. But say like a week later, I had been at personal training with my clients, which I loved, was very passionate about it. And then I was driving home and I was listening to music and I was singing, had the windows down. And I remember feeling this energy just emanating out of me. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot that this is who I am. Like that, and it was glorious. It was like pure joy. And I realized that honestly, the partner that I had been with, and I guess it was, it had happened repeatedly in my life, had been like living off of my energy because I was so high vibe. I would pick people up. I'm, I'm obviously really good at talking. I can talk to anyone. I would make people laugh. I, was, I used to be very performative as well. Um, very attention seeking as well. And he had been living off of my energy. And then when I was finally by myself, I honestly felt like a fairy. And that's actually um, something that I resonate with a lot, fairies. <laughs> But this is what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. So anyway, anyway, so I just remember that. Um, so it was really beautiful for me to be making these business moves that I knew were going to change my life. And I had gotten out of this terrible relationship and I was feeling so good. And then one day I just had this idea come into my head that I should get a dragon tattoo. And I was like, whoa, that is random. Never seen one before. I didn't have any tattoos and I liked that I didn't have any because I knew it was like such a trend at the time. It's, it was obviously still popular, but it was a really big trend at the time. Um, and I thought it's kind of nice that I'm different and I don't have any. But then I had this idea to get a dragon tattoo. So that was no joke to me. <laughs> um, I didn't know where it came from, but it felt right. Like it felt like it really represented me. So... I took it seriously. I found several types of images that I liked. I saved one of them as my phone screen. I kept it for six months to make sure that I liked seeing it every single day to make sure that I really wanted it. After the six months, still wanted it. Um, found a tattoo artist whose work I really liked. Had the conversation with him and I said what it represented, like strength, power, independence, resilience, uh, intelligence, but I still want it to be feminine. Don't want it to be bogan. Don't want it to be like feral. Like it, it's a respectable piece. And originally I wanted it like kind of small, maybe on my shoulder blade. And then I told this tattoo artist what it represents. And he was like, are you sure you want it small? And like, it's, it's permanent. Like once it's on, you can't make it any bigger. And he explained what a good piece of art looks like. And I'm so grateful that he did because then I ended up getting a full back piece. My, my dragon tattoo goes from my shoulders past my bum. It's beautiful. Maybe, maybe you'll see it one day. I think anyway, it's online somewhere. Um, so I got this dragon tattoo. It's huge. And I love it because I don't fuck around. Like I do things properly and it represents everything I wanted it to represent. So that's that. And then I, over the years I've done meditations and sometimes 
I've seen a dragon in a meditation before. Like I remember one time a meditation was like, you're going to see your spirit animal. And then I saw a dragon and I just was like radical, like cool. (laughs) Probably because I have a dragon tattoo. That's interesting that my mind put that there. And I didn't think anything of it. Come to this year, like I've been doing all my healing work, all that. And probably the last two months, I have been sitting down to meditate. Sometimes I just listen to music. Sometimes I listen to a guided meditation. I listened to one recently that was about my higher self. And it took me, you know, up and did a cleanse and connected me to my higher self. And I've seen my higher self before, but this time it was a dragon. And I'm going to be specific about what it looked like and what I saw because that's the whole, this is really the whole point of this podcast. And I, I am going to say, I listened to somebody else's podcast recently. Um, there was a story that she told that I, I really wanted to hear the details of the story. And she was incredibly fucking vague. I'm just going to say, it. I'm not going to say what the podcast was. She was so vague And I actually was so annoyed because the podcast finished and I was like, that was a fucking waste of my time. Didn't give me any of the details. So let me give you the details. So um, I'm meditating and then this dream is like, you know, you're now going to see your higher self. And what I saw was essentially a dragon that was a light being. So it had its main body that was like a silvery yellow and um, emanating light and it was quite quite thin and like wispy like it had it was like almost like a like those water dragons that you see that have the really long things coming off them I'm sorry I don't know what they're called Um, and it was beautiful and it moved through the air I suppose like a dragon like like a fish like very smooth I think it says there's so many different types of dragons like fantasy ones and Uh, like Chinese and Japanese. I suppose this was more of a, I connect more with the Japanese style ones. Um, But just the imagery. Anyway, um, I don't have any Japanese heritage as far as I know. But that's what I saw. And they, these dragons have been visiting me multiple times through my meditations. And it's so bizarre to me because I'm not requesting them. I'm not imagining them. I'm not consciously thinking about dragons going into these meditations. It's so clearly from outside of me. This is what's so, I'm like, where do these come from? Why did I have this random calling to get a dragon tattoo? What does that mean? Am I, do I have a lineage to them in another dimension? Like, I don't know. So there's that. That's been happening. Uh, so obviously a lot more recently. That's I've been like, this is actually a thing. And then my friend Till did a tarot reading for me a few weeks ago. And I hadn't told her anything about these dragons visiting me like, Like so much of the stuff I'm going to share, I was just keeping it to myself at the time. She did a tarot reading for me and she said a red dragon came through for her. She's like, you need to go and look that up right now. And then (laughs) before, you know, a while ago, before recording this podcast, I pulled an oracle card one day and it said, you're not seeing the signs. And I was like, oh, (laughs) 
And I was like, what are the signs? And that's when I was like, you know, I've actually been seeing dragons a lot. And there was a dragon in the tarot reading. And I realized I'm also reading a book right now called Chasing the Dragon. And the book is, I'm not sure how relevant the story is. It's about a woman who's actually a missionary and she goes into um, a place in Hong Kong where it's lawless and there's heroin users. I believe the term Chasing the Dragon is about it's about using heroin not I believe I know it is um but she's she's a missionary and she brings Christ to them um I'm not religious by the way but I am connected to God I feel in the spiritual sense anyway but the book is also called Chasing the Dragon and I've had these fucking dragons (laughs) coming into my existence and I said oh I think that's the sign that is the sign that I have not been paying attention to so this is anyway I can't remember why I started telling that story but that's this is the part of myself I'm going to be sharing now because now that I'm talking about it it's been so loud and the the things that I see are so real um and it's it's obvious to me um say what is our 3D reality and what is spirit spirit energy um Because in truth, that's probably my biggest fear, which comes up occasionally um, around people essentially like questioning my sanity. (laughs) And I don't have fear of that anymore, especially because I guess I said I just it comes up sometimes. But like we are going through a collective awakening. There's no doubt about it. Um, So that's going to change how this message is received. I also know that the only people that listen say this far into this episode are going to be people that resonate with the message. Um, you know, I know I have divine protection, all these things, but anyway, um, yeah, there's just these visions and things happen to me like frequently. And, and I know that they're spirit energy Oh, anywho, so let me see if there's anything else I wanted to cover in this first episode. I'm trying to keep them a little shorter as our introductions. Yes, actually, one more thing. One more thing and why I'm here. So, Like I said earlier, I was very happy with where I was at before working as an online coach, a business mentor, using the healing work to help people get to their goals. And then I just wasn't getting clients like I used to. I wasn't seeing the growth that I used to. And and I was like, this doesn't make any sense if I'm doing the inner work and the outer work, like I'm taking action and showing up and people just, they're just not coming. And at first I was like, I'll just keep going no matter what, of course. But then it got to the point, obviously, where I was like, no, this is a sign. I'm actually being told something. And then since surrendering to that, to like, okay, I'm being told to go somewhere else and being told to share this part of myself, it it just brings into question... I don't know what I'm trying to say, like, what are we doing here? What's the purpose? 
you know, for so long, I would share with people like you get to create your own reality. I said that earlier and I still believe that to a degree. Um, you know, I worked really hard at creating my own reality, building a business that made money and then getting educated and, and learning from mentors. And I'm here right now. I created this experience right now by doing those things. So it's undeniably like connected to my conscious choice and doing what I wanted to do. <sighs> you know, even when people call me crazy, which they've called me crazy so many times, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, so I believe we create our own reality, but then the way that my life has changed recently, it's like somebody, the universe picked up my path, my soul, where I where I consciously wanted to go and said, no, you are going this way now. You need to go this way now. Like, this is how you're going to be of service. This is actually your purpose. Um, and I, a few things that I've been told it, first of all, like just to master my craft. And this is why it wasn't in alignment for me, like to business mentor anymore, because I was like, I don't need to tell other people how to grow. I just need to practice my craft, which is the healing work, helping people to heal. And I've been told like to take ownership of the fact that I am psychic. Um, and like I said, I believe we all are. I'm definitely not. There's no hierarchy. There's no comparison. Like, I w I'm so cautious to use the word psychic, honestly, because I think some people would then be like, oh, well, do you know everything? Can you predict the future? I'm like, no, I can't. But I just know some things and I don't know why. <laughs> and I get messages and I don't know why. I see things, I don't know why. Again, I think I think we all do, but but I'm being told to take ownership of that. Um, I can't remember where that line was going, but I guess, yeah, like... There's a difference between creating your own reality and trying to force it. And that, that was becoming more and more obvious to me the last, say, six months, um, where I was showing up in a certain way, looking for a certain thing, trying to achieve certain goals and being like, for whatever reason, it's not happening for me. It's not my fault. It's not my coach's fault. Like, it's beyond us. And that is why we have the Cosmic Batter podcast. We're going to talk about all this stuff. I want storytelling. I'm going to um, dive into some dreams that I've had and share them with you and how I've experienced being in different dimensions and past lives. And, um, you know, the difference between a dream that's real, that's somewhere else, an astral projecting and a dream that's actually just your subconscious processing. Like you can feel the difference. And I haven't spoken about those things because I have no mastery over it at this point. But I think that a part of me talking about it is going to help develop my abilities and your abilities as well. And I have so many incredible friends um, who have wonderful, amazing, mystical, magical experiences that I am going to get them on to share. I think that covers everything well i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode i'm gonna have another one ready